listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 123 Boy, time is just flying by. The episode numbers are piling up. And coming up in a little bit, two guests today. Very excited to welcome back our friends from Warrior Wrestling, the promoters, Principal Steve Tortorello. And we'll be joined a little bit later on in the interview by his right-hand man, the great Eric Hamilton. So let's catch Steve and Eric coming up in just a little bit. But first, we will talk about some AEW, WWE, and Impact items. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about AAW Pro and some other local happenings coming up next, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Hey, it's the cryonic redneck Coldstone Tim Boston, CS underscore Tim Boston on social media. And when I'm not scooping, when I'm not wrestling, I'm listening to Windy City Slam. Give me a, well, yeah. Well, yeah. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And in just a little bit, our special guests for this week, Warrior Wrestling Promoters, Steve Tortorello, and Eric Hamilton will be joining us to talk about a huge month ahead for Warrior Wrestling, plus the return of the Stadium Series, which also starts next month. So lots to get to from Warrior Wrestling. But first, let's get to some national news. AEW, and I didn't talk about this last week, but I didn't want to not say anything about it. The MJF situation, the Pipe Bomb Part 2, the shoot promo from Dynamite two weeks ago. I was just so amazed by that whole thing. I mean, this whole MJF wanting to get out of AEW story. And they're they're doing such a great job of making it look like a shoot. But I still feel like it's a work. But that's not to say, or that's not to take anything away from what's going on here. I, I love MJF's character and a lot of the stuff he's saying is absolutely 100% true. There does seem to be this heavy reliance on former WWE talent and AEW while guys from like MJF kind of get looked over a little bit. And I think MJF's one of the top guys in that entire company. And if MJF really does want to go back to WWE, I can definitely see that happening in a couple of years. But He's an AEW now, and he's a kick-ass heel, and he doesn't do any of that flippity-floppity high-flying stuff. He doesn't chase star ratings, as he said. He's a guy that's bread-and-butter heel, 
paint by numbers, great stuff. I really, really enjoy what he does. And I'm very excited to see how this develops down in the near future. AEW very mum about it right now because I think they're playing it close to the vest. And that's how I like it in pro wrestling. You just don't get enough of that anymore. Everything is like spoiled by the internet, spoiled by the dirt sheets, spoiled by Joe Blow's podcast. But I'm loving it. And I hope it continues. WWE, the Judgment Day turning on edge last week on Monday Night Raw. They just started this faction and I was really digging this side of edge. It's a little bit different. Definitely darker, kind of reminiscent a little bit of the brood edge, but with a little bit more intelligence, if you know what I'm saying. But they're already changing direction with it and having Damian Priest and now a newcomer, Finn Balor, turn on Edge. And obviously, Rhea Ripley's part of that as well. And it looks like Edge is going to be a babyface again. So, I mean, maybe it's because of some of the talent being out and injured, like Randy Orton and Roman Reigns being away for a while. But I think it's a little bit of a mistake. I was really kind of starting to dig the Judgment Day with Edge as part of it. And real quick, back to AEW. I don't want to forget to make a quick comment about this. So unfortunate what's going on with Jeff Hardy. And I've actually met Jeff. Really good guy. His brother is awesome as well. Unfortunately, another DUI arrest for Jeff Hardy. And it really hurts because he's, he's a guy that a lot of people look up to, a lot of people love. And... We've seen what's happened with Tammy Sitch recently with her problems. We don't want to see this happen to Jeff Hardy, too. And he's got to get this right at some point. And I know I'm not trying to make light of a chemical dependency or a drug problem or anything like that, because that's all very difficult. And there's even people around these parts that have some difficult times with things. But at the same time, we just hope and pray that Jeff this time for real gets the help he needs and he's got to knock this out. We don't want any more tragedy in this great business of professional wrestling. We've had too much of that over the years already and thoughts and prayers with the Hardy family. And hopefully Jeff will get through this. It's not the most important thing for him to get back in the ring right now. It's the most important thing for Jeff to fix Jeff and hopefully he'll be okay very soon. All right. This weekend as well, we have impact wrestling slam anniversary. They're celebrating 20 years, which is absolutely amazing. When Jeff Jarrett founded the company and now Slammiversary, 20 years later, and Impact is still going pretty strong. And they have a great card coming up this weekend. Impact World Championship, Josh Alexander defends against Eric Young. The ultimate X match for the X Division Championship, Ace Austin defends against Kenny King, Speedball Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. And then they're bringing back the King of the Mountain match, but it's a Queen of the Mountain. And it's for the Impact Knockouts Championship. And Mickey James is serving as a special guest enforcer. The champion, Tasha Steeles, defends against Chelsea Green, former champion, Diana Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim. Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Championship. This should be amazing. Two of the best in the world that are not with WWE or AEW. This is going to knock it out of the park, I think. The Briscoes, the champions, defending against the good brothers of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Should be an amazing match. 
Then we have the 10-man tag. It's the Impact Originals. And this is interesting because we have the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Saban teaming up with AEW's Frankie Kazarian, who spent many, many years in Impact Wrestling. And there will also be two other people, two other wrestlers to be determined. Do we see maybe a, a Christopher Daniels or a James Storm or, or somebody like that? I, I guess we'll see. And they're taking on the ten man, the, the five-man team of Honor No More with Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent. We have a Monsters Ball match with Sammy Callahan and Moose. Now that Sammy Callahan is back healthy, he's ready to wreak havoc once again. Impact Digital Media Championship, the champion Rich Swan defends against Brian Myers. And then for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team titles, the influence of Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood defend against Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. Turning to the local scene, this past Saturday night, June the 11th, AAW Pro presented Crush and Destroy back at Logan Square Auditorium. Davey Vega defeated Gary J. And then we had One Call Manders defeating Hartenbauer. And then for the AAW Women's Championship number one contendership, and this is a match we've seen in multiple promotions over the last few months. Your CSW Women's Champion, Heather Reckless, defeats Sierra. And now Heather Reckless is the number one contender to the AAW Women's Championship. So she's looking for more gold to add to the collection. Fred Yehai defeats Karam. The last real man, Silas Young, defeats Braden Lee. AAW Tag Team Championships. The champions Ace Perry and Alex Hammerstone retain over Dante Leon and Shane Hollister. And in an epic match that went almost 20 minutes, Josh Alexander defeated ACH. And then Ren Jones ran through Cornboy and then also defeated Levi Everett in less than five minutes. In a battle of the bulls, Schaff defeats Russ Jones. And then speaking of a big bull, big beef, Gnarls Garvin pulls off the victory over Mike Bennett. And for your AAW championship, no-holds-barred match, Matt Fitchett continues his now lengthy reign, retaining the title over Ace Steel in that main event. And we we just saw Matt Fitchett, along with Davey Vega, make an appearance on AEW Rampage last week. That was really cool. Some nice exposure for them and for AAW. And ironically enough, Ace Steel, now a coach-slash-agent, for AAW. So to see them fighting each other and then they were both on AEW TV last week was pretty cool. This past Sunday, June the 12th, we have Golly Lucha Libres, Golly number 518. Highlight of the night, Discovery Championship, Axel Rico wins the title, defeating Golden Dragon, which now means all three members of La Sociedad Bariqua hold gold as Jay Manny and Chuko are still your reigning and defending Golly Tag Team Champions. Also this past Sunday, June the 12th, GLCW's Brats, Beers, and Body Slams 2 up at Thienesville Village Park in Thienesville, Wisconsin. The highlight of that show was you saw him last year at Blizzard Brawl make his debut in the ring. CBS 58 Milwaukee anchor Mike Kirkhoff teamed up with Al Snow, the WWE ECW, an impact wrestling legend, to defeat the Express of Brian Cross and Dr. Jeff Luxon 
to win the GLCW Tag Team Championships. So we have a news anchor, now a tag team champion up in GLCW. And I saw some clips from this match. And again, Mike Kirkhoff looked pretty damn impressive in there, hitting the Stone Cold Stunner on Dr. Jeff Luxon to get the pin. Coming up this weekend, a lot of stuff going on in the Chicago area, but one of the top shows should be Freelance Wrestling's Freelance Versus the World, the 8th anniversary show, Logan Square Auditorium, 8 p.m. bell time. And if you can't get a ticket, it's also airing live on IWTV. And for the Freelance World Championship, Robert Ego Anthony defends against Storm Grayson. Is it finally Storm's time to ascend to the top of Freelance? And he's already the Freelance Underground Independent Champion. So could he be collecting belts? And can Storm Grayson overcome the cunning and guile of both Robert Diego Anthony and Frank the Clown? We shall see. And this is going to be a barn burner. The Freelance Legacy Championship, Brian Keith, who recently defended against Isaiah Velasquez at Black Label Pro, he now faces Trey Miguel for the title. So another... Great title defense in the offing for Brian Keith. Should be awesome. Freelance Tag Team Championship, and this has been a long time in the making. It's a three-way ladder match with the champions, the take-it-home wreckers, Darren Corbin and Bucky Collins, defending against the Bang Bros. Don't Google them, just watch them. Davey Bang and August Matthews. And pick and pop, Darius Luttrell and Coda Hernandez. And this has been on and off, up and back for the last year to two years between these three teams and freelance wrestling. This is going to be possibly the match of the night, although you can probably say that about any one of three or four different matches on this show. And then we have a lumberjack match. Project Monix takes on young rising star Xavier Sky in a storyline that's been building over the last couple of months in freelance. Xavier Sky got a pin on Monix at the show over in the arcade at the Emporium Bar a couple months ago. And then I believe also Xavier Sky eliminated Monix from the Battle Royal. So Monix has a lot on his mind. He wants to get some revenge on Xavier Sky, but neither one can run and hide. So this is going to be an interesting match with the Lumberjacks around ringside. And then we have Kylie Ray against the master of Team Alfonso Dojo, Alfonso Gonzalez. Also Saturday night, June the 18th, Warrior Wrestling 23 at the Delta Plex Arena. And this is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So you have to take a little bit of a drive to check them out. If you're not in Michigan or not making the drive out, you could also catch it on Fight TV. We will talk about this show in depth a little bit more with Steve Tortorello and Eric Hamilton in just a little bit. But the War of Attrition match for the Warrior Wrestling Championship should be the top match on that show. Will Ospreay defends the title against Swerve Strickland, Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer, Ryan Pillman Jr., Davey Richards, Jake Something, and the winner of Casey Navarro versus Brian Cage. And the winner of that match is replacing Matt Cardona. Should be a hell of a match. Much more in depth with the Warrior Wrestling guys in just a few minutes. And then also Ego Pro Wrestling at the Windy City Thunderbolts baseball game. It's the debut for a summer-long conjunction tour with the Windy City Thunderbolts and one hour of wrestling after games on Thursday nights. And that's this Thursday night, June the 16th, following the Thunderbolts game that night at Ozinga Field in Crestwood. Plus, this weekend, 
my good friend Scott Smith at his All Animal Expo at Kane County Fairgrounds in St. Charles, both Saturday and Sunday. Great animal show, but also professional wrestling superstars making appearances there. Buff Bagwell will be there both days, and the members of the Nasty Boys, Knobs and Sags, will be there on Sunday. So that'll be a lot of fun. You can get pictures and autographs. There's special deals. Check out Scott Smith's All Animal Expo on Facebook and on the web for more details. Tons of other shows as well. We have ICW Milwaukee and Zawa Live on Friday. Saturday afternoon, we have C3 Ultimate Wrestling coming back to Hammond. Also Saturday night, we have Zawa Live again. Janesville Wrestling Alliance. Backbreaker Wrestling makes its return. Southland Championship Wrestling presents Rock and Wrestling in Mantino. Brew City Wrestling also has a show Saturday night at the Waukesha Elks Lodge just outside of Milwaukee. All right, coming up in mere moments, Warrior Wrestling Promoters, Principal Steve Tortorello, and his right-hand man coming in a little later for the save, but he'll be there as well, Eric Hamilton. Coming up next on Windy City Slam Podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Right now, we have one guy in charge of Warrior Wrestling. Uh, we were hoping to have two guys, but we may still get the second guy at some point. But I want to introduce, once again, returning to Windy City Slam Podcast, the promoter and owner of Warrior Wrestling, Principal Steve Tortorello. Steve, how you doing? I am doing great, Mike. Thank you for having me. Uh, my right-hand man, the uh, the Bert to my Ernie, the Abbott to my Costello, Eric Hamilton sends his regards. Uh, for your listeners, his four-year-old is having a meltdown at the moment, so he's going to join us if he can. Okay, well, uh, stay tuned for that, as they say. Yes. All right. So before we get into the two big warrior shows coming up this month, the first being this weekend in Grand Rapids, and then next weekend back in Chicago, right next door to the Forbidden Door, let's talk a little bit about Warrior Wrestling's road shows. So what do you think about the shows on the road so far? And have you gotten the results you've expected from traveling to different venues? Great questions, Mike. Uh, I think they've been really exciting, right? And so in each city, in each venue, we're learning something different about what that audience wants to see. How is it different than our Chicago audience? What plays, what doesn't play? Um, and also who gets excited about what parts of wrestling? And so our goal for 2022, and we had a, a variety of, of meetings in November and December of 21 talking about what did we want to do in 22? And 22 was our incubator year. We were going to throw a whole lot of spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. We're 
our goal was to learn this year. And then based on what we learn, map out 2023 and beyond. And so we have learned in, in each of the cities. Again, we've learned who are big draws, what people like, what goes over here, doesn't go over there. So if the goal was to learn, we were learning and, and we're learning a lot. And we're also, you know, a secondary goal was to make new fans in different markets. So not only bringing the warrior brand to those markets, but hopefully making fans who might want to travel and join us in Chicago for the big Chicago shows. So the jury is still out on that one. We'll see once we get through the stadium series season, if people have come to make the, the trip and join us there and, and become part of the regular fold. But I would say overall, it's a success. We're happy with um, everything that we're doing. We're tired uh, because it's been a whole lot more shows than we're normally used to. But generally, it's been a really good year. Yeah, I, with the St. Louis show in particular uh, over in Collinsville, greater St. Louis area. Uh, you tailored to that market a little bit by having team ambition members there like Davey Richards and Mike Outlaw, um, Tootie Lynn, for instance, work those shows as well. Um, is this something you're looking to do at some of the other remote locations like in Indiana or Michigan down the line or wherever else you might go kind of tailor a little bit towards those local audiences as well? Great question. You know, it depends. So we've heard both. And I was actually just having a conversation with a big time wrestling fan in Michigan about this uh, a couple of days ago. Um, you, you, there's a desire for both. Some people want to see their local wrestlers on the warrior show as it comes to town. Other people want to see different and new wrestlers because they, we see the local people all the time. We, we don't want us nothing against them, but we don't want to see the local people. So our goal has always been to do a little bit of a mix, some local talent that people are behind and want to see on the big warrior stage and other people that they're otherwise not going to see. So honestly, the answer is kind of splitting the baby and, and going right down the middle with some local talent, but not predominantly local talent. We still want to bring big special attractions when we come to town. You know, you've always done a great job of that in the Chicago area. I mean, yet some of the freelance uh, people, Robert Ego Anthony was huge for you guys for a good two and a half to three years. Uh, yep. One of one of the best guys you had in terms of heels and just workers in total. Amazing, amazing job he did over the last couple of years. And then you always bring in the big stars, the guys from the AEWs, the Impacts, the MLWs, you know, guys, guys that have been well-traveled as well. It's, it's always been a really, really good mix from you guys. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we're going for is that mix. And, and, and hopefully every show, there's something you haven't seen before. So if you've been to every single Warrior show, there's something new on the next one that you haven't seen. But hopefully there's also something familiar. And that's one of the, the interesting wrinkles that we've noticed over the years is how many Warrior fans have become on a first name basis with a lot of the talent that are so many of our shows and the talent sees them at every fan fest or every show. And, you know, there's a group of little girls that are huge Sam Adonis fans, even before that was accepted in the warrior universe. Um, so that's been a really cool element to watch is the relationships build over the years between the fans and the talent that are regular parts of the show. Yeah, Sam Adonis, great regular to your shows as well. And yeah, I've noticed the the young girls really kind of clinging on to him. I think that was part of his uh, part of the impetus for his kind of baby face turn a little bit in warrior wrestling. Yeah, you know, and 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 our audience has grown to love and respect him. And you know, we we had talked about that turn happening kind of naturally, and it, and it proceeded just as we and Sam were hoping that it would. And now I think it's kind of undeniable. Sam's uh, a, a huge. Uh, you know, babyface, a good guy, an attraction for our shows, and he is for a lot of people. He is warrior wrestling, so that's really cool to see. Yeah, he's an excellent guy. I love having him on the show. I love seeing him every time he comes out to work for you guys. 
Talk about the logistics of putting on the shows in the different venues outside of Illinois, such as South Bend, Indianapolis, the greater St. Louis area, and then one coming up in Grand Rapids. I assume you guys are still using some of the same folks to help set up like the ring and some of the other stuff, but do you also contract some local folks to help you out at the venue as well? So it varies and each venue is different. So the rules are different for whether it's ring load in lights, electricity, box office, uh, catering food, it's different every venue to venue. So that's one of the things that we've learned is that when we were the venue and every show was at Marian Catholic, then we controlled all those things. And now as we go to different venues, we're at the mercy of whatever the local rules are as far as how we do that. So there have been some, so for example, we'll be in Grand Rapids on Saturday and for them, the they run their own box office. Everything runs through their box office. We don't control ticketing. There's pros and cons to that. Um, so it, it to answer your question about staff and crew, we have a core group that comes uh, through Merle Ramsey and his team at rentawrestlingring.com, and they've been at all the shows, but uh, there's a lot of extra hands locally in each of these locations as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's other talent from the smaller promotions coming to help out and, and make a good name for themselves and earn goodwill, or sometimes it's just other people volunteering, or sometimes it's just contract other people as well. Exactly, and it, it, just, it really varies show to show. Okay. So now turning to talent, being able to feature Will Ospreay as the Warrior Wrestling Champion these last few months, was that something you guys felt like you needed when you considered the idea of going on the road and touring the brand? You know, it actually fell into place uh, perfectly. So it was not the original plan. And um, we were looking at touring, making our plans in November and December of 21, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, Will was in the title match with Blake and with Trey in December of 21. And just in discussions with Will and with what Trey's schedule was going to look like and what Will's availability was going to be, it just kind of all fell into place. And there was a moment where we kind of looked at each other, myself and Eric, and then the greater team as we brought more people in and we went, are we going to do, I think we're going to do this. I think Will Ospreay is going to be the warrior wrestling champion. And it did. Absolutely. He acted as a flag bearer for us to bring our brand to these different places. So it worked out perfectly for us. I think similarly with Athena, um, obviously Thunder Rosa, big star as well, but she wasn't able to continue as warrior champion. Um, so with Athena taking up the mantle there, she has also acted as a flag bearer and it's worked really well that we've been able to have big name world level stars carrying our banner into these markets which is really really awesome uh and even in st louis where unfortunately will couldn't make it because of of an illness you guys were able to get brian cage on a moment's notice i mean that's pretty darn amazing yeah you know we're very fortunate that we've been able to work with so many great talents that we have them on speed dial literally and figuratively and um when Will went down, we thought about, well, how, you know, what's going to work here. Originally, Brian wasn't on that show because we weren't sure what his Ring of Honor and AEW schedule would be like. And when it was clear that they weren't going to do a Ring of Honor event around Double or Nothing and he was free, that was a text to Brian. What are you doing on Saturday? And uh, and he was able to come through. So we, we love the machine. You also got Lance Archer to come in, too, to do a triple threat match that weekend. Yes, exactly. So if we're losing Will Ospreay, what do we do to to try to make that up for the fans? Well, we added two world-class level talents, and and we said you're going to meet him in the Fan Fest and see him in action, and both of those guys delivered as always. Oh, let's turn the page to the upcoming shows, and trust me, you've got plenty of them coming up. (laughs) Warrior 23, this weekend at the Delta Plex Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's Saturday night, June the 18th. and 
in the big main event, the war of attrition for the Warrior Rusty Championship. I kind of felt this coming on a few months ago. We got Will Ospreay, the champion, defending against Swerve Strickland, Jeff Cobb, the aforementioned Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer, Brian Pillman Jr., a former Warrior champion, Davey Richards, who had that great main event recently, Jake something, and now the winner of the Casey Navarro-Brian Cage match, which will also be happening at Warrior 23. And whoever wins that match is replacing the injured Matt Cardona. But that's a little bit unfortunate that he's not able to make the match. But it's still going to be an excellent, excellent match. Uh, your thoughts on that big main event? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. You and a few other people who have watched Warrior closely through the years had a sense this was coming. Uh, after each of these shows, when people have called for Will Ospreay's head, whether that be Trey Miguel or Brian Pillman or Casey Navarro, Davey Richards, who didn't get to face him in St. Louis and said, I'm clearing my schedule, I want to take him down. Um, everybody's gunning for Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay being the cocky Commonwealth kingpin that he is, said, send them all. And so we have this uh, this war of attrition now where we'll see if the if he really is the best in the world and if he can fend off seven other competitors at once. I know the rules to the match, but let's have you explain them again to our fans here at Windy City Slam. Absolutely. So it is an eight man match in three stages. Here's how it goes. They're randomly divided into two four man teams. It's four on four losers eliminated. Next, we split to two on two. Losers eliminated. Then it's one-on-one -on -one, and the sole survivor, the person who can live through this entire war is warrior wrestling champion. So it's a three-stage match within one that slowly whittles down everyone until there is one sole survivor. Yeah. One other minor detail that you uh, might want to touch upon too is the winner of the fall in the first stage of the match picks his partner, correct? That is correct. So let's say, for example, Will Ospreay wins the fall in stage one. Will picks who his partner will be in stage two. And now there's a whole strategy that comes in. Do you pick the toughest, most intimidating partner possible so you can win stage two? But if you do that and do win stage two, now you've got to face them in stage three. So you get the, the person who scores the pinfall in stage one gets to pick their poison going forward. Say he wants to pick a Davy Richards, but is he maybe a little leery that Davy could beat him in the final stage? So that, that's kind exactly. of exactly. Yep. Okay. And then also on this card, uh, all of your championships are on the line in Grand Rapids. We have Athena defending the women's championship against AQA and Sam Adonis defending the Lucha Championship against Ray Leon. Yes. So we're excited. You know, we added the Lucha Championship last year and now it's part of our rotation, guaranteeing that at most Warrior shows, you're going to see a great title match, a great women's title match and a great Lucha match. And that's what's coming to Grand Rapids on Saturday. Athena, as we talked about, recently signed a W big world level star, uh, obviously had a great run as Ember Moon in WWE and Sam Adonis defending against Ray Leon, who is an, a relatively unknown luchador out of California. And he's somebody that people are going to want to have their eye on. Uh, to be honest with you, we had conversations with Sam when he became champion, who are all the great luchadors that he wants to defend against. And we talked about some really big names, Aramis, Psycho Clown that he's already faced. And he also brought up Ray Leon. He said, Ray Leon is one of the toughest competitors I've ever worked with. And he said, he's going to be an absolute star and a force in this business. And I think I should give him a shot for this belt. So Ray was chosen, hand chosen by Sam Adonis, and he's making his warrior debut in Grand Rapids. 
And we've seen some great talent come in, thanks to Sam. Uh, yes. The Lucha World. And it's awesome to see these great different talents coming in as well. And then let's, uh, we have Brian Cage and Casey Navarro, like I mentioned earlier, the winner of advances to the War of Attrition match. Almost yes, kind of reminded me of the whole Brian Pillman deal, too, from Warrior 8, where he had fought Bully Ray, even though he lost. But yep. he impressed Cage enough for him to be the guy that was selected for the match. And then he ends up winning it. So you never know. Maybe that guy will get himself so warmed up, he could just breeze right through the War of Attrition. And, and not only that, but you've got the match that determines that is Cage versus KC. This has been brewing at Warrior Wrestling for a year. Mentor, mentee, Cage makes the GMSI Invitational. KC wins it and gets the Contender's Medallion. KC goes on a long losing streak, and he and Cage are at odds. They decide to start teaming up, and they continue to lose. And then in St. Louis a few weeks ago, it as that surprise entrant you mentioned earlier, Cage is facing Davey Richards, and KC comes out and costs him the match. Yes. So this has been building and building and building. They're going to face off one-on-one, -on -one and the winner then has to, or gets to get a shot at the title, but has to endure that war of attrition. So it's going to be very interesting. What if Cage wins? And Cage is alongside Pillman, whom you mentioned earlier, who had a similar fate at Warrior Wrestling 8. What if KC beats Cage and takes Cage's place in the match that Cage won for the very first time, that Cage hasn't been in yet since? There's a whole lot at play here. whole lot of stories, indeed. And then to run out this card, we have Violence is Forever against Myron Reed and Dante Leone in tag team action. And we have another very good women's match on, on the slate. Chelsea Green making her return to Warrior Wrestling to take on Tootie Lim. Yes, that's right. And so it's going to be a really exciting undercard. And as we try to do at Warrior shows, everything's a little bit different, right? So you've got that War of Attrition match. You've got that grudge match. You've got that women's title match, that lucha title match. And now we've got Chelsea Green, Tootie Lynn. Tootie was so impressive in St. Louis that our team decided she's got to come with us to Grand Rapids. We had seen her in a pre-show match at Warrior um, 17, Warrior 16, 16 back in the fall. Yep. And, and she was just a great personality, great competitor. And we saw her in her home element at St. Louis and said, what a great babyface phenomenon. She's got to come with to take on the not-so-babyface Chelsea Green, who is returning to Warrior Wrestling in Grand Rapids. Um, we've also got Myron Reed and Dante Leon versus Violence is Forever, a team that Myron Reed has nicknamed Red Eye, as both have red paint. So it'll be Red Eye versus Violence is Forever. Um, it, and, and again, that'll be our traditional tag match. So there's a lot of different elements on this card. Uh, hopefully everything is slightly different and a little bit of different flavor for everybody as they watch the show. That'll be really cool for the folks up in Michigan. But now... Coming back kind of to your home base in yes, Chicago, Warrior 24, Malcolm X College, same day as Forbidden Door. That's a matinee show, Malcolm X College, which is just literally right down the street from the United Center, Sunday, June the 26th. And you have some pretty cool talent and matches coming to this event as well. We have the reunion of the Rascals, although it's a slightly different group of Rascals. We have Trey Miguel. Zachary Wentz, who was just recently released from NXT, and Myron Reed, who's been part of the Little Rascals with Trey. And now they're taking on three young, hot um, up-and-comers in Nick Wayne, Blake Christian, and Fuego Del Sol, who we saw last year as well. So yeah. that should be an electric match. 
Agreed. Uh, th- this is, you know, for fan, longtime fans of Warrior have seen the Rascals versus Brian Cage, the Rascals versus Chaos, including Will Ospreay, the Rascals versus the Strongheads, the Rascals versus Blake and Zane, the Rascals versus Bay and Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed. They've seen the Rascals in all of these incredible six man matches at, at Warrior Wrestling. This is a return to that. This is a homecoming. Zach is coming home. He's teaming with Trey. Myron is getting bumped up from the little rascals from the kids table to the adults table. And the rascals as a three-man unit are back at Warrior Wrestling for the first time since September of 2020, almost two years. And it just feels right. So if you've been a Warrior fan throughout, a rascals six-man is like, home style cooking that's comfort food for warrior wrestling fans and we're serving that up big time on june 26th that's just gonna be terrific and then also you have a great hard-hitting slash scientific type match davy richards and filthy tom lawler that should be really really cool too Yes, these guys have faced off twice in the past. They each hold a win over each other. You talked about hard hitting. As I mentioned a moment ago, we try to have every show feature various different styles and types of wrestling. This is your strong style, kick style, shoot style, MMA style with two true badasses. Uh, So if you like your wrestling to have a little bit of grit and a little bit of punch to it, this is the match for you. It's going to be cool. Then also some of the other matches were released just recently. Um, we have Beast Man making his return to the Warrior brand, taking on Mike Bennett. Yep. And then we have Casey Navarro also wrestling against Speedball Mike Bailey. That's a match we saw in Indianapolis a few months ago, right? That you are correct. This is a rematch. And now KC lost that match. Speedball won. And KC had been given a lot of coaching by Brian Cage about how to fight Speedball because Cage had fought him in PWG years before. And Speedball won with a move that Brian Cage hadn't scouted for KC. And so KC feels like without Cage in his ear ruining it, he can beat Speedball on his own. That's what he's told us. And so the rematch has been booked, Speedball versus KC. And this will be coming a week after that grudge match between KC and Cage. So it'll be interesting to see how KC fares against Cage. And then can he truly, without Cage in his corner, take on Speedball and be victorious this time? Yeah, will he be the Warrior Wrestling Champion? Or even will Davey Richards be the Warrior Wrestling Champion when he faces Filthy Tom Lawler? Exactly. So yep. there's, there's some things at play there. Yep. And then a couple of other matches you have booked for that day. The six-man Lucha Scramble with uh, Chicago's beloved Gringo Loco, who's done a little bit of everything for you guys the last couple of years, even yeah. some behind-the-scenes stuff as well. And then you have Ninja Mac, ASF, Dragon Bane, Alpha Wolf, and Golden Dragon, another Golly Lucha Libre favorite. So this should be really yes. entertaining. Well, and again, as we talked about a few moments ago, a combination of local and out of town, right? People who are diehard Chicago Lucha fans, they know Gringo. They know Dragon or they know uh, Golden Dragon. Um, well, now you might not have seen Dragon Bane or Alpha Wolf or Ninja Mac or ASF. So we're bringing in some out of town guys who are incredible and they're going to clash with our hometown guys who are incredible. And, and if, if you're a Gringo Loco fan, you know that a Gringo scramble can't be beat. And speaking of guys coming in, we have... Another gentleman joining us here just momentarily. It looks like he's just entered the waiting room. Oh, okay. So it looks like we might have our uh, our full Warrior Wrestling uh, two-man power trip coming up here. Eric yes. Hamilton is coming into the room. Let's see when uh, when he pops up here. Hello? He just texted me as well. There he is. Eric. Hey, guys. How you doing? I am better now. <laughs> 
Steve was telling me a little bit of what was going on. Yeah, it's been a uh, busy day in the Hamilton house, but uh, we've been we've been um, kind of cool for a little bit here. So I'm trying to jump on as uh, as much as I can. Ladies and gentlemen, just to introduce him, the right hand man to Principal Steve, the guy that makes a lot of things in Warrior Wrestling go behind the scenes, Eric Hamilton. Thank you. <laughs> Thank right. you. So, Eric, to kind of catch up to where we were at, we were talking about Warrior 24 already, which is uh, the week after this weekend. And we were just talking about the six-man lucha scramble. And then I was about to get yeah. to one other match. But what's your take on the 23 and the 24 cars before we go on? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm really excited for um, going to Grand Rapids. I've never been there before, personally. Um, uh, the, the space looks great. The town looks fantastic. Uh, Steve was was scouting ahead a couple days ago and kind of giving us the uh, the heads up on everything. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Obviously, I'm really excited to uh, to see Will again. Um, we missed him in St. Louis. Getting him back for for Grand Rapids is a is a huge get for us. Um, just honestly, just just happy to see him back up and on his feet, uh, feeling healthy. Um, the the Work he's been doing with AEW has been really, really exciting. So it's it's great to see him uh, kind of expanding that uh, that international reach as well. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for Grand Rapids, but um, just the day of 626 is uh, it's going to be incredible. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to be in like some kind of weird trance by the time we actually get to Forbidden Door, uh, because of our show beforehand and just the amount, the sheer amount of wrestling. Uh, that we'll get to consume in that day and just the the level of wrestling that we'll get to consume in that day um, is going to is going to be insane. So I may just be kind of like a walking zombie by the end of Forbidden Door. You, I may need to like put save the location of my car in the parking lot because I might not find it by the end because I'm cross eyed from so much great wrestling. But uh, really looking forward to both in a, a whirlwind seven day span. Eight days, I guess. Yeah, crazy stuff. And I will get back to how you guys figured out to have that Warrior 24 show on the day of Forbidden Door in just a second. But let's just finish up the Warrior 24 card. Uh, Kevin Knight versus the DKC is also on that main card that day. That rounds up that main card. Correct. That's the third and final entry in the New Japan Strong LA Dojo Showcase. The first two entries have been insane. So Kevin Knight and DKC have a whole lot to follow because Fredericks and Connors destroyed South Bend before Connors went on to, to own the best of the super juniors. And then Coughlin and Yui Mura put on a clinic in St. Louis, including, I believe the most impressive feat of strength I've ever seen in a wrestling match in which Alex Coughlin put Yui Mura in a front chancellery and then deadlifted him like a, like a Turkish getup stood up to a standing vertical suplex and suplex to Imura. So uh, Kevin Knight and the DKC have a lot to live up to, and I think they're going to try to. That's amazing. From a seated position. Come yes. On. It was insane. Yeah, it was amazing. That's the move of the weekend. Might be the move of the year. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. And then also for Warrior 24, before I digress, Chris Hero will be at the Fan Fest. Also, Kevin Kelly, longtime renowned announcer and media member from Fightful, Denise Salcedo will also be there. Correct. We want to make this a fun, one of our original visions for Warrior Wrestling, and Eric, I think, coined this term. We wanted it to be a festival of wrestling. We wanted it to be fun and cool. So, yeah, in addition to having a great show, 
Come hang with Kevin Kelly. Ask him questions about calling New Japan, about calling Ring of Honor, about being in WWE 20 years ago. Yeah. Come hang out with Denise Salcedo. What's it like to be a, a wrestling and IWC personality? Come talk to Chris Hero, the most knowledgeable man possibly on planet Earth about pro wrestling. How cool is that? So if you're coming in for Forbidden Door, come hang out with these amazing wrestling people. Pretty cool. And also during that fan fest that day, we have the Women's Wrestling Army with a TV taping, and they're going to be doing a Mission Pro Championship match. Holiday defending that title against Janai Kai. Yep. So that's a great partnership. They came together and talking with uh, Maria Canellis and Bobby Cruz. They wanted to be part of Forbidden Door Weekend. We texted, called, talked, and we said, well, why don't we do this together? And so again, if you're coming to that VIP Fan Fest, your $100 ticket lets you meet everybody on the roster, get an autograph from everybody on the roster. Comes out to like four bucks per wrestler to meet them and get an autograph and get a picture. And you get to meet Chris Hero, Kevin Kelly, Denise Salcedo, Maria Canellis and the whole Warrior Wrestling or uh, Women's Wrestling Army crew as well, and get to see their taping. It's it's insane. It's amazing, yeah. And what I wanted to ask both you, Steve, and Eric, is when did the concept of running a Warrior show the same afternoon as Forbidden Door come along? <laughs> um, that, the, <laughs> Eric, uh, so that that. Um, that the, the entire thing happened in about three hours. Oh, if that from, 90 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, from, from inception to booking. Um, we we were uh, lucky enough to get, um, we actually got tickets to Forbidden Door in the presale. And uh, we saw how much of a demand there was for that product for, um, you know, the, the AEW New Japan style wrestling. And, and, and I like to think that, um, our, our warrior style of wrestling is, is very similar to um, that as evidenced by our, our work with New Japan officially even. Uh, so we, we're, we're watching this all unfold online, just how quickly it's, we're going from, oh, we're not going to get it. Oh, we might get it. Hey, we got it. Oh, they're gone. <laughs> and, and then we all kind of, Steve and I were texting with uh, us and the warrior team, just elated that we got tickets. But then we were like, wow, there is a huge demand for wrestling right there, right then, in that day, in that spot. We'd be crazy now too. This is our backyard. Uh, and honestly, last year we missed out. No, not really missed out. Uh, the timing wasn't right for us to do a show um, on All Out Weekend mm -hmm. at, uh, at Marion just due to the timing of the stadium series and a, a bunch of other things. Um, and so we, we didn't get to do our kind of All Out Weekend um, show. So this is kind of a perfect, uh, perfect opportunity for us to, to get back on on track with doing some of these shows that are right there on the, the doorstep of the United Center and, um, and, and, and really, like we said, create a festival like day. It's, it's almost like, so Steve and I used to work at the Tweeter Center and um, whenever like the, the Vans Warped Tour would come by, right? I mean, it was just, it was all out in the parking lots. There were four different stages. There was so much going on. And it's just, if you liked great music, that was the place to be for those 12 hours. Right, and I really think that on uh, uh, June 26th, if you like wrestling, whether it's professional, independent, American style, uh, New Japan style, a mix of the both, if you like wrestling, then 
<laughs> the, the parking lot of the United Center is the place to be because you look one direction, you're gonna have a festival of a, of a VIP uh, experience followed by some incredible wrestling, some of the best independent wrestlers on the scene. And then you're literally gonna walk 200 yards across the street into the United Center and watch some of the greatest athletes alive in the same place at the same time, putting on some of the, the most amazing matches that, that we may ever see. So if you are a wrestling fan, we and Steve and I are, are wrestling fans first, we knew that we just had to be a part of this day in any way we could. And then it all fell together with Malcolm X being available and right there. And once we started kind of putting the word out to people that, hey, we're, we're thinking about running a show, you free? Uh, the, you know, our, our crew is always, uh, always on call for us. They're, they're, they're great people. And we were able to put it together. Like we said, all, all of that happened in about 90 minutes. Yes. <laughs> Amazing story. And you guys really capitalize on a lot of opportunities that you get to kind of piggyback off other shows and stuff like that. And that's really, really cool for you guys. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, like Eric said, you know, you're in town anyway, right? And this started years ago in wrestling with Mania Weekend, where a couple shows, then more shows. Now there's a thousand shows and other things. And um, there's people who want wrestling. And especially for this show, there's a bunch of people coming to Chicago for it. And so if I buy a ticket and I fly to another city and I'm there for 36 hours and I'm there for wrestling, I'll consume more wrestling if it's in front of me. And so that is a, a big impetus. Yes, it's partially for our local fans here in Chicago. It's also for a lot of people who have heard of us, seen us online, watched us on Fight TV. And now you're already coming in. Might as well join us now as well. Yep. Very cool. All right. Now, shifting ahead beyond Forbidden Door Weekend. <laughs> Stadium Series returns starting Saturday, July the 23rd, back at Dave Matteo Field at Marion Catholic High School, outdoors in the elements, unless, of course, it's raining. But mm -hmm. first show at Marion since Sweet 16 last October. And now you've already announced one big match and one special attraction. Athena takes on Kylie Ray in what could be a Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship match if Athena retains and survives. And then the special guest, WWE Hall of Famer, Rikishi. Yes, sir. The, again, when we talked about the vibe a minute ago, our vibe for Stadium Series is fun. With that, take that festival vibe and crank it to 10 or 11 in Spinal Tap style. And so we, when thinking about who would be really cool as part of the Stadium Series, Rikishi, right? What a fun way, what a fun person to have, what a great uh, blast from the past, but also the present. Obviously, those listening probably know he's the father of the Usos. So he's got all these ties to the various eras of wrestling and just is an incredibly fun character. So when we think stadium series, we think fun. There's some other shows that we book that are maybe a little bit more serious state-of-the-art indie wrestling. Stadium Series has some of that, but it's also supposed to be fun overall. And that's what we thought this match, Athena Kylie, and this guest would be to kick things off. Rikishi and Athena versus Kylie. That's just fun. Well, yeah, you mentioned fun. And Eric and Steve, both of you guys know how much fun those shows are. You've had people jumping off goalposts. You have Frank the Clown <laughs> flying in a helicopter. People getting thrown off the bleachers or fighting near the bleachers. All kinds of fun stuff can happen at Stadium Series. Yeah, and we just got to figure out each year, how do we top ourselves? Any ideas? Well, and I personally really enjoy the Stadium Series because uh, the fact that it's outdoors, the fact that it's in the, in the football field, 
it's it's one of the few shows that I'm able to bring my my kids to. So I, I have some two small children and uh, the indoor shows. Uh, it, it's hit or miss uh, how long they're they're willing to keep their attention and, and stay in on it um, with a four year old and a six year old. But those outdoor shows, I mean, the kids love the wrestling. They love the lights. They love running around on the football field. Um, it's it's a really family friendly fun atmosphere too, and it's it's a it's a real special thing for me to be able to enjoy this experience with my wife and my children, and um, that's one of my favorite parts about the stadium series too. So, guys, any plans for the rest of the year beyond beyond the stadium series, and are there any plans for any future traveling farther out from Chicago? Great question. So we've kicked around the idea of uh, an October show, probably Saturday October. First um, is what we're thinking about, but it's not uh, set in stone yet. We don't know if it would be here locally or it would be in another city. Okay. Beyond that, though, we are going to pause in November and December because I am joining Eric in the Parenthood Club. My wife is due on November 11th. So we are not running any wrestling shows in November and December. Congratulations, Steve. Thank you, sir. Wow. There you go. Now, another wrestling fan uh, to come, it looks like. <laughs> yep. And that's, we've already talked with Tiffany Ronco who uh, works behind the scenes at warrior and runs our merch and, and a lot of our front of the house stuff. And Tiffany's already on the design of warrior onesies. So we'll see what, uh, what comes of that. <laughs> that's awesome. And you guys have some cool merch too. Uh, got the tour t-shirts at pro wrestling tees. You always have like caps and posters and, and various other items at all the shows as well. It's a really, really cool family environment. Yeah. We try to have it be fun. So Steve, um, well, we've talked in the past. I wonder where you and Eric, for that matter, Eric, you could chime in as well. Find the time to elaborately run this promotion. <laughs> I mean, have a social life, work normal jobs. Steve, you're a high school principal, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, are you guys at a level now where you have enough people to delegate authority and maybe take some extra burden off your shoulders? Yes, but... So, so we, we, first of all, we have a great crew that helps a lot. As I just mentioned, Tiffany, uh, as well as Dominic Padula, who runs a lot of our promotions, vendors, and, and Henry Jasper, who works on tons of our social media now is amazing, and Mike Killam, and I'm sure I'm going to miss some of my wife, Maria, my sister, Liz, Eric's wife, Christina, Catherine Prickett. Like, we have just a great crew that does so much that helps all of this um, run and function. At the end of the day, though, too, Eric and I do a boatload of stuff and, and there's no way around that. So yes, but yes, we have a team, but it's just a, a crazy commitment. And that's part of the reason why we're going to take a break in November and December. Yeah. I got you there. So Eric, what do you, uh, what, what do you think of all the craziness around warrior wrestling? And, uh, and I've personally actually got to sit in a little bit on one of your production meetings before we had a little bit of a photographer videographer meeting on zoom last year. And I just thought it was amazing where you had guys like Rich Bocchini and Val Capone and people talking about all their different roles in, in production and all that. I thought it was really, really cool how well you guys have this so well organized. Yeah, I think uh, Steve's done an incredible job this, I would say in the last year, probably really focusing on um, the production quality of Warrior Wrestling and, and recognizing that we have a growing audience on Fight TV. We have a growing audience on the, the, the other side of the, the camera, right? So, um, you know, when we started, we never even considered being aired on anything or, or, or viewed by anyone who wasn't sitting in the bleachers at Marion. Um, so, you know, it's kind of been an evolution as we went. Um, but again, it speaks volumes about the team we have around us. 
Um, you know, you said like Rich Bocchini has been and his experience has been priceless for us. Uh, Nick Hausman as well. Those two guys on the call uh, have been uh, so helpful for us to kind of understand uh, the other side. That So Steve and I are very well versed in uh, live entertainment, right? The the live experience, the in-person thing. But when it comes to the to the other side of the camera, that's something that was really new to us. So having those guys to kind of lean on and uh, and and understand and uh, and keep building that team around has been has been huge. So yeah, I've been really excited about the, the production level going up. And Mike Sorg has been a godsend to us, who we found on accident like like a summer or two ago, and it's just been one of those things where where Warrior somehow I don't think it's anything magic or special that Steve and I do. Warrior's just like blessed to to fall like ass backwards into great people. Uh, and 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 I think that that is one of the reasons why we've been able to continue growing and continue um, expanding our our whole experience. And so that's been great. Um, it is it is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, I will say Steve probably does like ninety percent of it. Um, Steve and Maria and Liz, as far as like all the organizing and stuff, I'm very much day of and creative. Um, and so Steve has been, has been great with not, uh, not trying to burden me too much with, with some of the, the day-to-day -day stuff with, uh, with the warrior and the planning and execution of like flights and things like that. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I don't want to do less. And I think that's kind of what, what Steve was saying too. You know, like, yes, it is a lot, but I also wouldn't give any of it away because uh, it, it's a it's a project, but it's a passion project. It's something we both love and we love doing and uh, gives us an excuse to nerd out and geek out together about things. And um, yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind. It's been a roller coaster and I, I love it. And I, I just hope we're uh, we're really far away from the end of the ride. Sounds like you guys are getting even better and better as we go on. All right. Hope so. Before we let you guys go, social media, uh, whatever merchandise you guys do for Warrior, as well as any ticket information that you guys have. Sure. Uh, the, the hub of everything is warriorwrestling.net. So all show info, ticket info, links to the merch that we do sell online is all there. Warriorwrestling.net. We're at Warrior Wrestling on the socials, W-A-R-R-I-O-R. -R -R. No vowels in wrestling, W-R-S-T-L-N-G. Um, we're hoping to have uh, cool merch in Grand Rapids and again in Chicago on the 26th. And um, yeah, just stay tuned. There's a lot of fun wrinkles coming uh, with Warrior down the pike to, to really make the stadium series memorable and to hopefully make the 26th memorable as well. Grand Rapids, we know we'll be with that War of Attrition match. So um, spread the word too. You know, if you've got friends out there, listeners, and, and they like wrestling, please bring them. Because as Eric mentioned, he and I are well-versed in live events and live happenings. And wrestling is, while it's incredible to watch through the camera, wherever you are around the world, wrestling is meant to be experienced live it's like hockey you you, you got to feel the hits you got to hear the glass and in wrestling you've got to hear the people hit the mat you've got to feel the aura of the crowd and there's nothing like live indie wrestling absolutely and take it from me who's covered a lot of these shows live i've watched a lot of these on fight tv as well it's a great production all around and you'll enjoy it at warrior wrestling and it's great value for your fan fests as well thanks mike all right. Thanks, Steve. And thanks, Eric. We will have you on again down the line at some point. And good luck this rest of this month with all these great shows coming up. Thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, Mike.
fun conversation as usual with the men from Warrior Wrestling, Principal Steve Tortorello and Eric Hamilton. They do such a great job of putting on these all-star shows. And again, I, I still can't figure out how they have the time and energy to do all of these things in their lives, but it's absolutely amazing. My hat's off to them as always. All right, next week, we will recap Freelance versus the World, some Warrior Wrestling talk in there as well. Plus, there's plenty to talk about in advance of Forbidden Door Weekend. Plus, our special guest, we welcome for the very first time, How Entertainment Prospect, Rising Star, it's your boy, Mason Perks, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. <laughs>